Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, everyone. Welcome back and happy Friday. All right, guys. So this is my first live since coming back. Yesterday was a shit show of a travel day, but I wanted to thank everyone so much for all of the well wishes for my little bubby, my best friend. Um, He had surgery today and Jason just brought him back. So, so many people have DM'd me and it's so sweet of you guys. Thank you. They actually said that they found good news. Um, So all is great. And we're continuing to send the positive vibes. Now, we're back for Hot Messy Topics with someone who I absolutely love having on the show, Ricky Cornish. He's amazing. So before we jump in, you guys know how this works. If you haven't already, go ahead and smash that like button. If you're not subscribed, get subscribed. Don't forget to hit that notification bell. And let's welcome Ricky. Hello. Hello, my friend. It literally has been so long. I'm so excited that we are reunited. (laughs) I know. You've been a world traveler. Yeah. The past couple of weeks for me have been literally insane. I mean, been traveling, been working nonstop. Just like, it's funny, like ever since BravoCon, you know, that kind of kicked off the month of November. Since then, like I literally was on a plane right after that going to Orlando. Then I was off in Puerto Vallarta. And then Thanksgiving, you know, was just last week. So this has been the first week I've been back. And it's been craziness <laughs> life is really hard it is Life's so hard for you I, <laughs> I don't know what's going on no no it definitely <laughs> gets to a point where you just have to sit in your reality and just be like i don't know how i got here i don't know what's going on but i'm just here for the ride i'm here for the ride well since we're breaking into this one happy holidays you too my friend yes and two um did you see this you know, I did. I saw it on Twitter yesterday, I want to say. Yes, very, very interesting. What are your thoughts? You know, my thoughts are, I hope that this is like the best thing for her. I hope this isn't a cash grab. I hope this isn't like a money thing. I hope she's... Oh, it's always a cash grab. I know, but it's one of those things where 
I was really proud of her when everything happened and she like moved back home and she's kind of been off the grid and we haven't really seen or heard from her much since then. I feel like that was definitely the best thing to do for her mental health. But now seeing that she's going to jump into a podcast, I mean, I just hope it's it, it's a good decision for her you know, mentally. I hope that she's not just doing this because the money's good or whatever. I hope she's doing it because she's actually ready to talk about it. She's like gone through therapy and like she's in a good place. Um, that's really all I could hope for. But I think my biggest question is, you know, Scandaval obviously was a big thing, but it was so long ago now. Like, do we really want to keep talking about it? And how many episodes will she get out of her talking about Scandaval? I feel like there's only so much she can really talk about, right? Like, I don't know. You know what the funny thing is, is for those uh, people who don't know, when you start a podcast and people, you have like a following, as soon as you put the podcast up, you live in the high charts, right? You live in the top charts. And for Rachel, who Bethany is now calling Raquel again, which is so fucking funny. Um, I, I am curious. The same thing that you just said, because Tom announced his podcast with a very interesting little intro and everything. And after he announced his podcast, like, it's not like it's just like living in the top charts anymore. It did for a second. It, people got excited, but then it kind of went like, Goodbye. Now, I don't know if you know this, but she's going back to work with Bethany Frankel, and it's going to be apparently on the same network as Bethany, and Bethany is the one who put this together for her. But in her trailer, she says, I'm Rachel Levis. This might not be the return you're expecting, but this coming January, of course, at the same time that they're dropping Vanderpump Rules season, uh, season 12, or 11, 12, 11, I think it's 11, I don't know. Um, this January, you'll hear my side of the story and you may just be surprised what you find out. Mm -hmm. I thought that we were doing a podcast to help people who have been the other person. I mean, if we go back down the rabbit hole, you might as well have just taken the fat ass paycheck and went back on the show on Vanderpump Rules. You know what I mean? You might as well have done what Tom did and faced everybody and put yourself back in the forefront of it. Because otherwise, I don't get exactly why you would take a lesser paycheck to talk about the same things, except now you're talking about the same things on your terms and you're avoiding the confrontation, which makes it kind of look like not great. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I just kind of feel like I just feel like if I was her, I get that the money is probably great and everything. But my thing would be just move on. I feel like it's just best for everyone involved. Like it was such a traumatic thing that she had to go through and everyone involved had to go through. So I just feel like it's best for your own peace of mind to just move on. Um, I feel like just trying to relive it and keep talking about it. No matter how good that money is, that's not good for you to keep talking about over and over and keep reliving. Like, I, I don't know. It, it, that's why I'm really interested to see, well, first off, how long is this podcast going to last? And is she going to talk about anything else? Because if she's just going to be on the podcast talking about Scandal over and over, like, I don't think anybody's going to want to listen to it over and over. And that just can't be good for her to keep reliving. I don't know. It seems like one of those things where if this is what you need to do to get help you move past it, great. But other than that, just move on. Do you think that this was something that bethany convinced her to do Ooh, i mean i would love to know what kind of conversations they're having offline you know what i mean like i know a lot of people speculated that bethany really doesn't even care that much about rachel she just wanted to use her to get her on the podcast and to try i mean that's not surprising you know and build up this reality tv union thing um but I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe they had some conversations about Rachel doing something that would seem like some type of advice that Bethany would give her. Like, 
you're trying to, you know, put your voice out there and like really put your side of the story and make some money off of it. Like, this is what I would do. I wouldn't be surprised if Bethany gave her that kind of advice. Yeah. I, I already see one comment saying, I'm not listening. Guys, I want to hear you in the live chat and let me know, will you be listening to, I don't want to say here and boycott anyone's new venture. You know what I mean? I, I am curious. I, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I did listen to the interview with Bethany and Rachel because of course, after Scandaval, that was like a big deal. But I want to hear what people are thinking in regards to like, is it something that you even care to listen to? Is this going to be something that's big for her? I thought you wanted out of the spotlight, but you're putting yourself back into the spotlight. I thought that you were going to use what you went to school for and help children with special needs. I, I'm just a little confused as to what's going on right now. And maybe this will help us kind of figure it out. But I, I think that she's confused as well, because even when she did the interview with Bethany Frankel and she was like, hell no, I will never go back to reality TV. I want to be in control of my narrative. And then she was like, I also asked for them to pay for my treatment and give me the same pay as Ariana and Tom. And they said no. So that was a contradiction because had they have given you the same pay, you would have went back. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, and here's the thing. I fully agree with the fact that she should be paid a lot more. Like if she were to have come back, <coughs> she definitely deserved a huge raise because regardless if you liked what she did or not, she brought in ratings. And if she didn't do what she did, then there would have been no scandal and there would have been no drama and we wouldn't all have been glued to the TV. So you have to just the facts are the facts in that regard. So she definitely deserved more money going into this new season. But exactly, like if it's if it was too much for you and, you know, or wasn't enough of a pay and you weren't really happy with how you were treated on the show or whatever, then again, just move on. Like, don't keep reliving it. Don't keep doing it. And especially because I feel like when she did move back to Arizona, she wanted to kind of restart in a lot of ways. She wanted to clean up her act and kind of start over in a lot of ways. So then just do that, you know? Going yeah. back and forth when keep keep going back to the scandal, you'll never be known for anything else besides the scandal. You want to be able to grow and move on from certain things. And I think that's what she should be doing. I agree. All right, guys, we're going to move on from this because I have another question for you, Ricky. I, I feel like a lot of times you have to play pretty Switzerland. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I, am I throwing you off with that? The way that I no, I think you know it's funny. I think I get that a lot, but you know it's funny. I don't just get that in this format. I get that in life. Everyone's like Ricky, like you're always. It's kind of like a Karen Huger type thing. It's like you're always riding the fence. I'm like I'm not riding the fence. You ride me. I guess what she says. But no, I am. Um, for me, <laughs> that's just always been my outlook on everything in life. I'm always like the glass half full type person. Like turn the other cheek. Like let's look at the bigger picture. Let's see what we can turn out of this i do recognize that sometimes i might be diminishing some things at times but i try not to be i i'm just the type of person I'm like can we just move on and like not dwell on this too much because life is too short and there's other issues in the world you know what i mean no i completely agree but for this case you know i i get the same thing too a lot of times when i give platforms to sometimes the underdog or geez louise like let's not even talk about miami and all of the things like it's like then i just i'm always trying to see all points of view and all perspectives and sometimes it comes back to bite me in the ass mm -hmm. this particular thing actually really annoyed me okay so we have the real housewives of salt lake city right now and i'm not taking sides i don't have a dog in this fight i know some of the ladies i don't know all of the ladies and that's okay but for this particular situation, we have Heather Gay and Monica Garcia. Mm -hmm. Now, Heather Gay apparently has drawn her line in the sand and said, 
if Monica Garcia returns to the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, she is absolutely not going to participate. She won't be there. She is out and she will not film with her. So from what I'm hearing on the back end, I'm hearing that a lot of, of the women, aside from Mary Cosby and maybe Whitney Rose and potentially Meredith Marks, I'm hearing that the women have kind of said, if she's back, we're out. And I was trying to go through like, what could have been so bad that she did? Like, why do you hate this girl so much? She called Lisa Barlow an ugly bitch. Okay, we've seen worse on the show. She fought with her mom. That doesn't really have anything to do with anybody else but her and her mom. And we know that there is this lawsuit and counter lawsuit with Beauty Lab and Laser. Portia Williams dragged Kenya's ass off of the reunion floor. She dragged another girl behind a Christmas party. Like, <laughs> Monique Samuels dragged Candace Tiller past it across the table. It's not funny, but I'm just like, Brandy Glanville slapped Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm dying to see what happens the rest of the season, right? Because I feel like we, there's just so many unanswered questions. I think a lot of fans were shocked when they saw the reunion seating and saw that it was Monica and Heather that had first seat because up to this point, we haven't really seen them have any issues. Um, blah, 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 blah. I really do think the Bermuda trip and I think anything that happened afterward is really going to clear up what exactly is the problem between not only Monica and Heather, but Monica and the rest of the women. I mean, they all seem to not want to like vibe with her anymore. So that's, I think, going to clear up so much. We just have to wait it out and see what happens. But I also agree with you. I don't love it when housewives say, I don't want to film with this person anymore. Like, unfortunately, it's not up to you. Even though the show is supposed to be based on like a group of friends and everything, it's a reality show. Like we know that there's a lot of other people involved. And the real, the real housewives aren't in charge of casting. You know, that's what the producers are for. So it's kind of giving me the vibes of like when Vicky Gumbelson did not want to be on the same cast or couch with Bronwyn. And she's like, this is my show. No. And then we had Jax Taylor, who was like, this is my show. And Lisa Vanderpump was like, no, bitch, mm -hmm. this is my show. And Sometimes I think that cast members get very comfortable with their place on the show and they forget this is an ensemble cast and everyone is replaceable. People thought that there would be no show without Jen Shaw and then boom, cue Monica Garcia and it proved to be okay. We had the highest ratings of any season ever. But what I don't love about this is when you start making the casting decisions or pre-producing and telling them what's going to happen, you make a fat six-figure paycheck. You get the sponsorships. You get the promotion. You get to promote your businesses. You get the stardom, the celebrity of it. You get so many opportunities that are born out of you being on this reality show, sharing your life that benefit you for sharing your life. And then you're going to tell NBC, Bravo TV, and Andy Cohen, absolutely not. It's her or me. I would literally look at Heather Gay, and I like Heather Gay, but I would look at her and I would be like, okay, then bye. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you don't get to make that decision. And it's not that I don't dislike Heather Gay. I'm just saying you don't get to make that decision. Like if we cast the whole, the whole show around people that you get along with, guess what? You're going to be Dallas. You're going to be the Real Housewives of Washington, D.C. That means that your house is going to be out. O-U-T. Bye.
Mm-hmm. I actually, I was cracking up on Twitter when <laughs> some people were quoting that video of her saying that she didn't want to film with Monica anymore. <laughs> and a lot of people were quoting it with that clip from <laughs> uh, Potomac when Monique Samuels is talking to Giselle and she's like, that's okay. You can leave. <laughs> you know what clip I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 That's fine. You can leave. Like, so they kept using that. Um, because yeah, I mean, you just can't say that. I mean, it's one thing if you say, I really don't like this person and I don't want, I wish I didn't have to film with her, but to say I would never film with her again, or I don't want to film with her again, you know, it's just something that you can't really say because it just doesn't, it's just not the reality. You know, Lisa Rinna was probably one of the best villains in Real Housewives history, and she made the mistake of prematurely getting in her feelings. Maybe she had some tequila. Maybe she had a little rendezvous. I don't know what it was, but she ended up going on and emailing Bravo and saying, thank you for eight years. I'm out. And then after she retracted that and she was like, no, 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 no. You know, like that was premature. And then production said to her, sorry, babe, like we have already moved on in planning the casting with you no longer being a part of it. So I think that it's like, be careful because if they do fire Monica Garcia because of this, I think people will genuinely be pissed and there's not enough to watch without like Andy Cohen put Monica Garcia in that front seat for a reason. And it's because a lot of the controversy this season surrounded her. That's a show. It's like Tamara Judge. Like, do we agree with everything? No, but we have a show. And OC was failing for a while. Mm-hmm. Period. You said it so beautifully. At the end of the day, Monica really elevated the show in a lot of ways. I mean, she brought so much. I mean, they don't just hand out first seats at the reunion to anybody, especially when it's their first season. We're so used to them being at the end of the couch, right? She yeah. got first spot on Salt Lake City after Jen Shaw was just removed. I mean, it's a lot for her to basically take Jen Shaw's seat at the reunion. I mean, that says a lot. Um, So I definitely don't think Monica's going anywhere anytime soon. The producers know that they struck gold by casting her because not only does she bring a lot of drama, but the fans really enjoy her too. So she's not going anywhere. If the other housewives have a problem with that, that's on them. You know, they're going to have to keep filming with her regardless. I agree. I agree. Okay, everyone, we're going to take a quick break to talk about the sponsor of our show, BetterHelp. Now, I know that the holiday season can be tough, and I know sometimes we have our feelings and there's so much going on, whether it's work or life, family, friends, and we just need someone to talk to. And that was really important for me. I needed someone to talk to. So I decided to give therapy a shot. And in giving therapy a shot, I decided to give BetterHelp a try. The best part for me is in my busy schedule, it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your own schedule. Sometimes it's hard to find time, but for BetterHelp, and for me, it was easy. So all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. My favorite part about this was I wasn't stuck to just one therapist. If for some reason you're questioning the person that you're talking to, well, then you can switch anytime. You can switch your therapist and it's no additional charge. So now you get to find your happiness during this holiday season with BetterHelp. All you have to do is visit betterhelp.com slash up and Adam today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash up and Adam. 
U-P-A-N-D-A-D-A-M. Happy holidays. Okay, we're going to move on. This is kind of a train wreck that we can't stop watching. Um, her name starts with a K. Can you guess who I'm talking about? Her name starts with a K. Kathy or Kyle or Kim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I never realized that they're all KKK. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Be careful what you say, girl. <laughs> that is not what I meant. <laughs> Chloe, Courtney, Kim. Kim. <laughs> yes. So Kathy, Kyle, Kim. Yes. Right. I'm going to get my foot out of my mouth. Here we go. <laughs> so. Kim Zolciak, as we know right now, has been facing huge financial issues. It's one credit card lawsuit after another. It is their house. They had a small victory where they had a little bit of an increase in uh, the amount of time that they were able to keep their house on the market by the court system. One, I don't know what's going on anymore. They celebrated their anniversary together after a week before there was another call to the police and there was a recording by the neighbors of him saying that everyone will know everyone will see you and you will be ruined blah 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 so their kids ended up calling the police he also kicked her out of the house threw a pillow on the front doorstep and said you can sleep here (laughs) then she apparently attacked him and got physically violent he locked himself in the master bedroom and sent her to the nanny's quarters in the basement it's just been one big shit show so After that, they were trying to figure out how to financially survive at this point. So what they started doing was selling their designer, you know, designer goods. And then she went on some MTV or VH1 or I don't even know what the hell the show is, guys. At at this point, it was just like she needed her money. She needed to Rachel Levis herself a podcast. Rachel goes rogue. And that's what we got. But now she's in trouble because she's posting on social media with a click here link and she gets paid for every time she gets a click on this link saying, I'm excited to be a grandma with a photo of her and her daughter, Brielle, and an ultrasound. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to laugh because I do feel bad that I feel bad for the situation. Um, no, I know. No, absolutely know. not. You I can't know. feel bad for the situation when you are gambling your money away. You're I spending know. hundreds of thousands of dollars in crystals, hundreds of thousands of dollars on wine, buying Rolls Royces that you can't afford. You guys had an $850,000, 20,000 square foot mansion with a $30 million contract from the NFL. You couldn't pay that off and you're losing your house. I don't feel bad for you. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. I mean, they definitely did it to themselves. I think if anyone I feel bad for, it's definitely those kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like those kids don't deserve this nonsense. But I agree with you. I mean, at the end of the day, they were reckless with their money. That's that's just the facts. The facts are the facts. And they should not have been doing that with their money. And now what, what are their kids going to do? I mean, they have to pick up the pieces. And the fact that, yeah, Kim stooped this low. Like, I think it was one of those things when we all saw this, I think we were like, no, like she is not using her daughter as clickbait. You know what I mean? I mean, to include an ultrasound and to say, I'm excited to be a grandma. Like, come on, Kim, really? Like, I know times are really tough, but like, I'm very old school in a lot of ways. And the way I look at life is like, if you can't wait to hear the ways. Well, for me, I'm I'm very old school in the fact like if you hit rock bottom, you need to get up and go get a job. I mean, a J O B. 
a job get a job i say all the time and i'm not manifesting this i'm not putting this out in the universe but if you know what was to hit the fan in my life and if i were to lose my job or whatever girl the next thing i'm doing is i'm going to my local restaurant and i'm applying to be a server that's how i am like i don't sit and just like cry that's not how i am i just move on and so if like i lose my income today i'm finding another job tomorrow even if it's a job i don't really want or if it's technically like a step down from what i'm currently doing like i don't care about any of that stuff like i need to pay my bills so i'm gonna get up and go get a job like that's just how i am so when i see kim kim doing stuff like this i'm like kim come on you don't need to be going that low just to get some money i know times are tough but like there's got to be other ways you can get money besides pretending that your daughter is pregnant like come on well and my question is too is we know that for kim like this whole thing is a shit show and right now they could potentially probably get another tv show and i'm wondering if that's what they're trying to do is get another tv show because i don't understand it it almost i was watching tmz tv in a clip i don't watch tmz tv but I saw a clip on my Instagram this morning and I saw where they were talking about it and with the police and they said it's very Jesse Smollett. You know, like it's like, are we calling the police because like we want to make it into a bigger thing or is it actually a bigger thing? What the hell is going on here? Because nobody can keep up with the shit show that is Kim and Croy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we can't keep up. It's crazy to me how... It's crazy to me every time a story comes out about it, like how how much worse it gets. Like you feel like you've heard the worst whenever a new story comes out about them. But yet every time some new information comes out, it's like you said, like suddenly they're getting kicked out and they're screaming and the neighbors are calling. I mean, like it it just sounds like a complete mess. And those I just keep thinking about the kids like they're just watching all of this happen. They're just in this house, seeing them fighting. And it's just like wild to me. I think Mm. the question I have for you is. If the producers over at the Real Housewives of Atlanta gave her a call and said, hey, we want you on the show. We want to film what's going on. Do you think that would be a good move or do you think it's best to just leave that mess alone? I just don't even know what she can do with the rest of her life. Yeah. You know, like she's not going to she can't be a waitress or anything like that. That's not going to happen. She can't go into like I mean, the only thing she could do is start her own business. And I think that she's tried this with her daughters. I, I think that once you've been on reality TV so long, it's so hard to navigate. I know that the Real Housewives of Atlanta right now, it's currently suffering. Mm-hmm. And we saw where Nene Leakes, Portia Williams, Gobadia, and also Cynthia Bailey were in Dubai. If they want to fix the Real Housewives of Atlanta, they need to bring those three back. Yes. You know, that's the only way. Otherwise, we're not going to fix it. It's not going to be a show that anybody... This used to be the number one rated Housewives franchise. And now it is going down the tubes, just like Dallas, just like Orange County. And it needs to be not... I don't think it needs to be a total reboot like Roni, but they need to kind of put the key players back in because we're not interested right now. Exactly. I completely agree. And I don't think it's... I never think it's a good idea to rely on new people to come in and save the show. There are so many situations where we do see newbies do well, you know, like Monica, as we were just talking about. I mean, this was her first season and she killed it. So there are some newbies that come in and do a great job. But I agree with you. I think one of the reasons why the fans are having such a hard time connecting with Atlanta is because they're missing the nostalgic moments that come from what made that show stand out. I mean, they really were the underdog. And for them to come out and be on top and be so fun and entertaining and 
funny. That's what people are really missing. And this current cast just doesn't not it doesn't even hold a candle to what the old cast used to be. Um, I don't know what Portia is demanding to be paid to be on the show. They need to pay it. I mean, I'm just being honest. They. Need I to- mean, listen, I completely agree. I think the exact same thing. And I think that for her, for for Portia, for Nini, like I understand that Nini sued the network and that now makes you a little bit less trustworthy. So I could see where they might not. At. I could see where they wouldn't give her her spot back. Yeah. But she would save the show. I agree. She's had the time off. It's like maybe she was a little jaded. Maybe it all got to her head. But it was the same thing with Tamara. Once Tamara came back, she came back hot. Bring Nini back. Nini will come back in hot. And then Cynthia Bailey, I just feel like she's a breath of fresh air. But Mm -hmm. before we move on, for Kim Zolciak, is she someone that you would want to see return to the show? Because she is friends with Portia. She is friends with Sheree. Is it something you'd want? Or are you just like, no, it's too toxic for me? I think it's too toxic. I think the whole situation is really messy. I feel like she needs to fix her life. And I think by going on a show like that, let's just be honest, like shows like that don't help you with your life. They profit off your life if it's good or bad. So I don't think that would be the smartest decision. Yes, the money might help. But I think as we've seen, even if she were to get a ton of money right now, I don't think that will fix her issues. I think she's got some spending problems and some gambling problems. So I think... She needs to just like start over. She needs to get a therapist. She needs to like really reevaluate how things went wrong, why her marriage is the way it is, why they have no money. Like they need to really fix from the ground up and not let outside distractions get in the way of them rebuilding their life and trying to fix the situation that they're currently in. If Jason ever yells at me for spending $80 on an Uber again, I'm going to be like, you could be foreclosed on. Uh, And that is not the case. I always that's champagne problems. Like if you're upset because someone spent $80 on an Uber, but you can afford an $80 Uber girl, that is a champagne problem right there. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So we're going to move on to the real housewives of Orange County because we have a lot of going down. I want to play a clip for you um, and see what you think, because right now, as you know, we have Tamara judge, Shannon Bedore and the whole Alexis Bellino, John Jansen thing. Now, I don't know if you've seen this. I think I know what you're going to show me, but yes, I'm, I, let's watch. Let's, let's take a peek. Mm-hmm. So thank you to the Real Housewives Zone. Tamara Judge and Shannon Medora are not on speaking terms, and they've had a falling out. Here we go. Who's on your naughty list? Shannon. Are you guys not good anymore? Who's on your nice list? Everybody else. Wait. <laughs> Eddie, oh, I love back it. I love his back it up. You guys not good? We end up falling out. Hi. I'm not going to say, but I'm not very happy with her right now. I think it's something we can work through. But uh, yeah, we had we had a disagreement before Thanksgiving, and I have not spoke to her since then. Oh, so it's that big of a disagreement. Okay. Okay. Well, I hope to see you guys better again because knowing your relationship and out Eddie knows you have your ups and your downs, you and Shannon. So, well, it's been one of those things since I've known her. So, not that she's naughty, but as of right now, she's really the only one that I'm not talking to. Can you tell us what the argument was about? No. <laughs> okay. So, before I play the next clip, do you think that the argument was potentially about Shannon being upset with Tamara for wanting to meet up with Alexis Bellino after the John Jansen photo surfaced? 
Okay, I'm going to be honest. Well, first off, I just want to say shout out to Lauren Herbert. She's the uh, reporter that got oh. that scoop who works for Access Hollywood. She's actually a friend of mine, and I love her, like one of the sweetest girls. So shout out to Lauren getting the scoop. Um, but I would say I honestly have no idea what this argument could be about. I mean, I know when I saw them at BravoCon, well, I don't know. This might be going off topic just a little bit. But when I did interviews with, so the Trace Amigas did interviews together, right? So it was Vicky, Shannon, and Tamara. They were not vibing well at all. The vibe was very off. They were literally arguing during interviews. Not Shannon and Tamara. Vicky and Tamara were going back and forth. But I will say, I don't think it was anything that deep. I think they were just tired. It was day two at that point. It was the end of the day. I think they were just really, like, they had to take their shoes off because their feet were hurting. Like, it was a long day. They were exhausted. So I think it was more so, like, the tiredness was getting in the way of them having a fun time doing interviews. But I say that because... When I saw this clip, that's where my mind went. I was like, well, the Trace Amigas weren't very buddy-buddy when I saw them on the carpet. Now hearing that Shannon and Tamara, Tamara have a, had a falling out, I mean, I could only assume it has to do something with John Jansen and Alexis or something like that, but your guess is as good as mine. I really have no idea why they would have a falling out. Okay. I'm going to play one more clip for you, and I'm going to ask if you agree with this. Okay. How do you think Shannon would react to Alexis joining the show? I want to see that. That is good to me. I am sorry, but please bring Alexis back and let Shannon spiral out of control. Why do you think <laughs> Shannon has it out for Alexis? Because they were never on the show together and Alexis wasn't necessarily involved in the lawsuit. I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of things Shannon does and thinks and like people she doesn't like doesn't make sense to me. So, I mean, she didn't talk to Gina or me. Oh, she hated Gina last year. Why? That doesn't even make sense. So, I don't know. Like, I don't really understand a lot about Shannon. So, I don't know. I think putting her and Alexis together would be great TV. I want to watch that. Somebody sign up for that. Uh, she's great. <laughs> I, you know what? I was saying earlier too when I did a different video, I was like, Emily Simpson has really come into her own Period. because as far as the casting news this season, we know that Taylor Armstrong ended up saying her goodbyes, right? Yes. Which I thought that she was bad cast anyways. Yeah, I think regarding Taylor, um, I really like Taylor. I think she's cool. I think she's fun. I think it was a harmless addition. I don't think like she really was bad. I just don't think she was great. You know, I don't think she really offered much. So I feel like it was one of those things where we don't really need you going into the next season. And it yeah. would make a lot of sense if they are planning on bringing Alexis back. It would make sense to cut out Taylor to make room for Alexis. So I was bummed just because I like Taylor. I just think she's cool. I like that she came out as bisexual this last season. Like, I loved all of that. But I can see why the show just didn't think she was necessarily needed for the next season. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. So we are hearing that Emily Simpson, right now, her fate is up in the air, but I think that she should be coming back. Jennifer Pedronti will be coming back. Tamara Judge, obviously. Shannon Bedore, obviously. We're hearing that Vicky Gumbelson is in talks, and Alexis Bellino is meeting with Bravo TV today to have a discussion about a potential return. And, of course, Fancy Pants, Heather DeBro will be asked back anytime she wants to be asked back. Yes. I personally think this. I So I'm going to be honest with you. I have not watched a lot of the older seasons of OC. I started watching Orange County for when Ke it was Kelly's first season is when I started watching Orange County. So even though I've seen some clips of Alexis in the past, you know, like the, the infamous like dinner when Tamara like yelled at her to get out and all like I've seen some of that stuff, but I really don't know Alexis all that well. But 
I will say, I do know that, you know, just from when when she was on the show, she was very like religious and like that was her big thing. And as of late, I feel like she's changed. Not that religion isn't important to her still, but she, I think, has grown a lot with her views because her child came out as transgender, um, which I think is so amazing. And I know I've seen Alexis like we just had a new gay bar open up here in Vegas. She was there hanging with the drag queens doing all this. So I think she's evolved a lot as a person. So I feel like that would be very interesting just to kind of see how she's evolved since the last time we've seen her on the show. But Emily, I think, kind of hit it on the head. I don't really get what Shannon's issue is with Alexis. I mean, unless, of course, if Alexis is talking to John Jansen right now, I don't know if they're like a couple or they're talking or what. I could see why that would upset Shannon. Um, I, I but at the end of the day, I fully agree with everything Emily said. I think it would make riveting TV to bring Alexis back onto the show, see how much she's changed since we last saw her, and, of course, see how she deals with shannon and i hate this again this is like we just talked about with kim zolziak these shows profit off of these girls traumas shannon just had a dui and she is literally trying to get her life back on track and what did these producers say let's throw in a girl in the, uh, let's throw a girl in the mix that you currently don't like that you're currently not getting along with because we know that'll be great for your sobriety you know like these shows really don't care about them their mental health they care about ratings and they care about making the money and let me tell you something bringing alexis onto the show it would bring in the ratings and it would bring in the money. So it would bring in everything. It would be a good, it would be a smart business move to bring Alexis back onto the show. Let's bring her back. Okay. I think we should. I, but I don't, I don't want them to bring her back because I think it would be bad for Shannon. <laughs> but it might I be bad her... for the sobriety journey, but yes. also is that all reality TV bad if you're on a sobriety journey? I want Shannon to get the help that she needs, but at the same time, she is, you know, on a show and the show wants ratings and money. So they should bring Alexis back. <laughs> okay there we are all right so i'm going to move on and we're going to go back over to the real housewives of beverly hills really quick because i want to talk about this for a second kathy hilton her iconic christmas party but also i'm going to play another clip for you and see what you think hold on let's refresh this clip I'm sure you've seen it, but just in case anybody hasn't, here we go. You're very close with your sisters. Yeah. Yes. And you know that Kyle has been going through a tricky time with her yeah. husband. What what has that been like for you as her sister? When I when I first saw it, I was just like it broke it just broke my heart. Yeah. But it I just think that unfortunately, yeah. I just want Kyle, but believe it or not, she's the youngest, but she's the strongest. Yeah. Mm. She's bossiest. <laughs> Is that yeah. true? Yeah. And Nikki's that way with you. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm the youngest and I'm the bossiest. Yeah, I get it. Bossiest. Sometimes you have to be. So she's very strong. She's yeah. resilient. And um, I love my nieces. Yeah. I just want her. To be, to be happy. happy. And if things don't get back together, people are saying, speculating, they're going to get back together or they spent Thanksgiving together. Honestly, yeah. you're asking me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no way that Kyle would have gone this far unless she really thought about it. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's so sad. She's looking hotter than ever, though. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Is. Yeah. You know, very cool. ah. Yes. Uh, and, the, and then the dating's going to start. Yeah. On the <laughs> you're going to have to give advice there. Oh, there exactly. Again. She I did say that she had a few people. And my, I love how... They're like, we know you're so close with your aunt Paris. Paris is close with her private jet because she's always gone. She has gone like 200 days out of the year, 260. Mm -hmm. Paris is a worker for sure. She is a worker, but 
for Kathy Hilton kind of putting this out there, I mean, it's Kyle's sister. Kathy would know better than us. And she kind of feels like this is the demise of the relationship. Mm. What did you think when she I, gave us that soundbite? You know, for me personally, I think it's very, I think, I don't know. It's interesting, right? Because I feel like sometimes when you watch these shows, um, I feel like you can kind of tell when some of the marriage issues feel a little forced. Um, I, you know what I mean? I feel like sometimes you can kind of tell, is this really like a big problem or are you kind of making this more of a storyline? Like, you know, when I watch Kyle and Mauricio, like, I don't think this is being put on for the show. I do think in a lot of ways they were, they kind of got caught up in it a little bit, especially when he did dancing with the stars. Like yeah. I feel like the media was a little much at times. Like she's on Amazon live doing her thing. And then he's taking photos with Emma holding her hand. Like some of it I think was a little silly, but I do think they are having very, very real issues. And I think with Kathy talking about it on this show, it kind of confirms it. Um, and that's sad to me. Um, you know, obviously Kyle and Mauricio have been together for so long and they have a beautiful family and everything. But I think you can tell. And you know what really stood out to me the most was when I was at BravoCon and they had the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills panel. And Zuri asked Kyle just, you know, how she's holding up or whatever. And Kyle started crying. And I don't think that was forced. I don't think she was just doing that to get attention. I don't think she wants that kind of attention, especially like with her anxiety and stuff. Like, I don't think she's like putting her marriage out on front street for sympathy or anything. I think she's genuinely going through a tough time. And I think everything that we're seeing around it kind of confirms it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. What did you think? Because did you watch this week's episode of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Mm -hmm. When Morgan came on and you saw the banter between them, Jason looked at me and he's like, no, something's definitely going on. And I was like, do you think? And he's like, look at just like the body language, the yes. vibes of it, the energy. And I was like, you're right. You're right. And there's some shit going on and we're not getting the total truth here. And I want to know more. And I want to know, are we a thing? I want to yeah. be nosy. Yes. Let, let's just put it this way. Um, if I, if you know, I'm in a relationship now. If I was watching, if my boyfriend and I were on a TV show, right? And then I see a scene of him with a friend and they were doing everything that Morgan and Kyle were doing in that tattoo parlor, I would have a problem. I would. I would just be like, this is not like your, this is not friendship. What is this? Like, this is very much like just, you can tell by their connection and the way that they were looking at each other and talking to each other. Like, it definitely felt like there was more of an attraction there than friendship. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. That's fine. That's great. That's healthy. Like, that's amazing. Like, if they do have a little bit more of a attraction as friends, I think that's great. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Unless, of course, it really affects the marriage and could cause some problems. But I think we see a lot of times that people, you know, become friends with certain people, but there's a little bit more of an attraction there. I think that's normal. I think a lot of people experience that in their lives. Um, so, but yes, I agree with you. Just watching the banter and watching the chemistry between them, it didn't just feel like they were just homegirls and just friends. It felt like there's a lot something else out this under the surface there. And also, to be fair, too, like when Morgan said, Oh, you have five tattoos, right? You know, like Mo didn't know, and kind of just like throwing that little bit of slight shade, but the innocent slight shade, I was like, 
this is some B big D energy over here. And this is some, okay, that's my girl. Okay, mm. Mo, you don't even know what's going on with, that was your girl, but now it's my girl. That's yeah. how I felt watching it. Well, and you know what also, I think we also can just chalk this up to her and Mauricio have been together for so long, right? Mauricio is very much involved with this business, the agency. I mean, I was just in Puerto Vallarta and I saw an agency in Puerto Vallarta. I mean, it's everywhere. He's taking over and that's clearly his, you know, biggest priority, I think, right now. Kyle has this new friend. They just met. They're getting to know each other. They're expressing a lot of interest in each other. They're spending a lot of time together. You can just chalk this up to the fact that, listen, Kyle and Mauricio have known each other for a long time, and they're just going maybe in a little bit of different directions as human beings. And Kyle has this new friend, and they're getting along great, and they're really enjoying each other. It really doesn't have to be, I think, as dramatic as maybe we think it could be. It could just be as simple as Kyle is enjoying spending time with this new friend, and there's, you know, just a little bit more of a flirtation there. But it could be as simple as that. It might not be. It could be way crazier, but it could be as simple as that at the same time, you know? I agree. I agree. Okay, guys. So we're going to move on. Our last topic is this. We have Kim D from the Real Housewives of New Jersey, and we always love a good Kim D moment. I actually got myself in a little bit of a... I always get myself in trouble, you guys. What is wrong with you? I, <laughs> I mean, at this point in my life, I'm just accepting it. I'm going to be called the troublemaker. So I saw a thing where Kim D, you were in Puerto Vallarta living your best life in your skibbies, getting a tan. And I saw where Kim D did her show and she said that Danielle Cabral was pretty much horrendous at BravoCon and she put her her team in this $30 a night hotel 45 minutes away from the strip and all of these things. So I messaged Danielle and I said, is this true? And she's like, absolutely not. I said, you want to come on my channel and talk about it? And she said, yes. So she came on with her friend who is her team member and they came on and they shared their side of the story, right? Well, immediately after, got a message from Kim D. Oh, God. <laughs> I need to stay off the internet for like yes. a week. When yeah. I go to London next week, I need to just stay off the internet. But I can't, I won't, I can't I stop. I won't stop my family. <laughs> so, in this... Of course, Danielle and her team said, that is not true, what Kim D said. And Danielle even said, I like Kim D, and I feel like she gets a lot of things right. This was not one of them. Well, Kim D just recently did another show, and it was on her Get Real with Kim D podcast. And she was talking about the fact that she said, Jackie Goldschneider, Jackie knows that the Evan rumor, her husband cheating, came from Margaret. And she also said that she believes that he was actually cheating, right? Ooh. So she, according to Kim's theory, someone shared that the rumor with Margaret, who later related to Melissa and Joe, who told Teresa in order to set her up, spread the news. And she said, I don't think it's a rumor. I think it was true. But fans were kind of pissed at what she said. One person said, Margaret is the worst. Everyone hates on Teresa because she isn't clever and manipulative. She speaks and acts before thinking, and people don't like that, unlike Margaret, who is calculated. Um, I, I just kind of wanted to pick your brain about this a little bit because I feel like in this moment, for Kim D to be sort of speaking on this, I'm like, for her to, to be saying that she knows for a fact. Sorry, guys, my camera went out. I just brought it back from out of town. Um, for her to be speaking on this and saying that I know for a fact that Margaret was the one who spread the rumor. And I also feel like the rumor was true, which is like kind of digging up old news. 
I'm wondering what we're doing here. Is it because you know that you're going to get the clicks and the views by talking about it? Like, what is the whole point of having this conversation? And that's what I wanted to pick your brain about. You're saying, why Why is Kim D even talking about this in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think Kim is definitely just talking about it because she knows people will want to know. They want to know. You know what I mean? I think it's, it's, it's smart on Kim D's behalf, to be honest with you, because... You know, we saw BravoCon, you know, Jackie switched panels with Danielle and, you know, in my interviews and other interviews on the panels, like Jackie was full on confirming. And so were Melissa and Margaret that she's not friends with them right now. They're not seeing eye to eye. Of course, they can't say why because it'll play out in the season. But we all know that something happens between Jackie and Melissa and Margaret. So it's smart for Kim D to talk about that because that literally is happening right before our eyes. We're seeing their friendship fall apart. So I think it's smart that Kim D would bring this up. And to be honest with you, I don't, I mean, who knows if it's true or not, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's the reason why Jackie did fall out with Margaret, if it does revolve around the Evan rumor, because Jackie and Margaret were very good friends, you know, for years, ever since Jackie first came onto the show. So I think it must, it must be something pretty drastic for Jackie and Margaret to no longer be friends. And the only thing that I can think of is the Evan rumor. And here's my thing, people. Like, I really do think there might be, might be, and I like Margaret a lot, but there might be some credibility here only because when I think of the season when the rumor came out and, you know, Teresa and everybody was talking about it, do we not, like, let's not forget that scene of Guys Night when Joe, Margaret's husband, Joe, Joe Benigno, talked about the rumor he knew about the rumor right then Teresa brings it up and says margaret your husband knew knew about the rumor too and she got very defensive about it she was saying he didn't know about it and then he denied that he ever said it but on camera he said it um and then let's not forget at the reunion jennifer was telling jackie margaret's the source of the rumor and margaret was denying it and jackie just blindly believed it so I definitely do think it has to do with the rumor because I don't see why Jackie would drop Margaret like that. I think they have too much of a friendship. And even when there was clear signs in the beginning that Margaret did know or that Joe knew, Jackie like looked the other way. She didn't she didn't let it get to her. So I think something must have happened where Margaret's hands might be a little dirty in revolve regarding the Evan rumor and that's resulted in their fallout. But that's pure speculation. I could be wrong, but hearing what Kim D had to say, it kind of just clarified it a little bit more. So I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. I mean, let's play the clip really quick. I think they knew Jackie was going to switch sides. I think this is going to be a very big surprise. Yeah. I think Jackie knows that um, Margaret lives in Tenafly. And she knows that that's where the, the rumor. I don't think it was a rumor. Really? No. I think it was true. You think it did come from Margaret? I think it was true. Mm-hmm. No. I think somebody told Margaret and Joe. Mm-hmm. I think they told Joe and Melissa. Mm. And Melissa and Joe told Teresa to set her up to spread the news. Okay. Okay. You know, I have to say really quick, I absolutely love Margaret Josephs. She's always so sweet to me. Um, And everybody's always putting on a good show. But Jamie Benzen said, Jackie also said betrayal on the carpet by Margaret. And they both live in Tenafi. Yes. Margaret's husband said that he heard about it at home and it's the cheating rumor. So I guess we'll have to wait until season 14 of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. 
Yeah, I'm excited to see this play out, to be honest with you. I'm bummed that that friendship ended, but what's the classic phrase? Like everything that happens in the dark comes to the light or something like that. And I feel like just based on what we saw that first season when the rumor came out, I think Margaret was trying to avoid any involvement. But I think I think the fact I think Joe kind of confirmed it for her. I hate to say it. I think the fact that he was talking about the rumor at Boys Night and then he got called out on it and denied it. I think that just kind of shows right then and there that they obviously knew about it in some capacity. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Yes, I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay. Now, before we end up going, guys, I wanted to share with you really quick. um, I posted this on a different. um, Oh, well, I posted this in my main whatever um, community tab. I'm trying to like get my words together. And I wanted to let you guys know that Jason and I are coming to London and that's going to be mid December. So if you guys are in London, we are putting together a get together where we get to all meet up and see everybody who we maybe wouldn't have seen in the States. So hopefully if you guys can make it, we would absolutely love to see you. So go in here and comment. I believe we're going to put something together at some sort of pub or something like that, where we can all just kind of hang out and see each other for a couple of hours. We would love to see you guys. So just go to the community tab, click on this, comment below, and I will keep you guys posted. But otherwise, I wanna share this, because if you don't know, you gotta know where you can find Mr. Ricky Cornish. Yes, just follow me everywhere at Ricky Cornish. I'm the same on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the good stuff. So definitely check me out. I'm going to be editing a few more things from BravoCon that I'll be posting this weekend, um, which I'm super excited about. So definitely check it out. I think one of my latest TikToks, Kenya and I are twirling on the carpet. (laughs) There's a lot of fun stuff that you can check out on my channel. So follow me there. Yes. Yes. And guys, thank you again. I know I said this at the very beginning, but I love you guys. I appreciate you. And thank you for all of the well wishes to my little buddy. You guys are the sweetest. I've received so many messages, DMs, emails, and everything comments. So I think we did it. We sent all of the positive vibes. He is back from surgery. He's doing amazing. I think he's a little sedated right now. He's all drugged up, but he's healthy and he's happy. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Ricky, I appreciate the hell out of you. If you guys haven't already, go ahead, do all the YouTube things, smash the like button, show some love, and we will be dropping more videos on here and up in Adam channel two for the extra coverage. We love you guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.